0: Hey everyone, so welcome back to another episode of the Black Create Connect podcast with your favorite host. Yes, I said it, your favorite host, Alicia Latoya, where well, I speak with some of the most amazing, inspirational Black creators, leaders, marketeers. And I don't know if you all know or not, but Black Create Connects have a partnership with Depop in efforts to drive more of these really wonderful people into Depop so you can be hired and get opportunities opportunity. And today we have in the studio of us um, one of the most interesting individuals, actually, because I've actually known her before I worked at Depop and then. Funny enough, we actually connected at Depop. And then now, we still talk now, and she's doing amazingly well. She's she's her own speaker. She's signed by an agency. She's been doing cultural marketing for a minute. And we're going to talk about her journey at Depop and before Depop. So, everyone, welcome. Kalisha White in the studio. Seeing a brand culture impact manager. <laughs>
1: that was a lovely intro. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> oh, how are you
1: feeling? I'm good, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling blessed. I'm, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. As Whenever when I do podcasts, I feel free. I feel like this is therapy for
1: me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. I'm here. It's natural for you. It comes natural, right? Eh?
0: Yeah, because it's conversation. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's the people that I like. So. I see you, I see you. <laughs> I see you booked and busy all the time. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know what? You had a period where you were just going back to back to back to back.
1: I was on a grind.
0: Well, seeing a brand and cultural impact manager, I feel like this role is made up. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, it sounds good though it sounds cool tell us what does this what does this mean that people
1: like what is it's it sounds fancier than it is um essentially what i do is like all my work is rooted in the community so it's about making sure that the community stays at the forefront of the work that we do at depop um making sure that we have up-to-date insights and it's embedded and integrated into the work that we're doing in the brand and marketing team being someone who can challenge opinions and represent a different voice in the room and make sure that, you know, the full spectrum of our audience is being represented across our marketing and across our brand. And then like physically how that takes form is that could be in real life events, that could be kind of digital first initiatives, that could be initiatives like Black History Month um, and so on. Um, uh, Or it could be like research. Um, So it's kind of a hybrid role um, because a lot of it, Some of it's like, you know, creating the briefs, you know, and understanding the challenges that exist within the community. But then part of my role is also being on the other end where you actually like you're ideating on the creative of how you can answer those briefs and those challenges. And then I also execute. So I manage projects from beginning to end um, from like a kind of project management point of view too. So it's like, it's kind of a mixture of like a little bit of strategy, you know, a little bit of project management, a little bit of creative, um, it's kind of a unique job spec. I feel like when they wrote the job spec, it's changed over time. Over time, Like I've been at Depop, next week will be three years, okay. which is crazy. Cause I told myself I'd never work anywhere longer than two years in my twenties. And I'm just like, rah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it went really quickly to be fair. Um, and yeah, and like my roles kind of shifted in the three years that I've been there. So each year has been a little bit different. So yeah. Um, I think as the business changes, um, you know, your role will change slightly based on business needs, you know, like everyone thinks of Depop as a fashion company, but fundamentally it is a tech company, um, and tech environments change really quickly. The markets change really quickly and you have to be agile and be able to adapt to the market. Um, and so with with that, you have to kind of be able to adapt in your role and be able to take on different kind of hats, you know, within the role. So that's, yeah, that's kind of why.
0: What's been one of like the biggest, wins so far like at depop since you've been there. personally just personally or for the company that you contribute
1: towards
0: oh that's a good
1: one i think for me a, a win is understanding how important culture is um you know and that may come as a shock as to some people as like oh my god it's depop though, but they, the company must understand like how important culture is and youth culture and pop culture is but I think people have to understand that, like, people join Depop for different reasons. Like, the creative team makes up a very small amount of the people that work at Depop. It's very like tech heavy, and those people may not necessarily want to work for Depop because it's a forward-thinking um, secondhand, you know, marketplace. They may want to join because they want to develop the product, or you know, but because of other areas in tech that I have no clue about. You know what I mean? So, so being a part of um, the team that helped to kind of reignite the importance of like community and culture and why it's important to stay ahead and that all areas of the business needs to be tapped into it I think has been a win because slowly you've started to see why our work is important and why it could never disappear because when you look at the marketplace and the landscape like our distinction at Depop is our brand like that's what sets us apart from all the other 2nd marketplaces that exist right now and it's important that we hold on to that no matter how big we get. No matter what challenges we go through, so I think being a part of that and like the, and the company really understanding that this is something that's integral, I think is probably one of the biggest wins. I would say.
0: How How have you managed to get the company to realise that this is actually being important? Because you've had to get like loads of stakeholder buy in and yeah. your case to give us a what.
1: It, managed- it, it it definitely was a team effort. Um, we our old head of brand, um, Katie, was a big force in in the conversations, but then when we joined and in an era, I was trained in 2020, the the, the the market got extremely competitive. And it's in those moments where you have to kind of reignite your differentiation, and which for us was brand. But you have to remember different parts of the business may not think that that's the differentiation, right? They could think it's the, the user journey or I don't know, or um, other kind of technical things. But for us, we always knew that the thing that made Depop special, was its positioning from like a brand point of view, you know, what it meant to people, like the stories of the sellers, like stuff like that. So that's what we believed. And I think us giving them like real human an- an anecdotes of like, you know, people's stories and the feedback we was getting and the insights, like nothing's more important than kind of the insights and the data you can get from people. Like analytical data, like raw data is really important. But I think like, you know, qualitative data is really important for you to really get deeper into the insights. Um, so you can use that to storytell and to build affinity and to connect with people. So I think for us, it was just, it's how we kind of packaged and, and told that story about our sellers and um, about that's kind of, they're at the core of Depop and that's what makes Depop special. Um, so I think that's kind of the way that we was able to get buy-in. And when, you know, when we spoke to people in the senior leadership teams and in different teams, I think, that's kind of what did it I, I would say
0: so that, with that being said what are some of the challenges and obstacles that you've had to kind of overcome whilst you're you've been in your current role at the moment
1: yeah and
0: we can talk as your role but also as a black woman in the business as well what are some of the challenges that you might have
1: yeah I think the 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 biggest shock for me or like the challenge for me going into it was the fact that it was a tech company there is so much like jargon and like processes and like stakeholder management and cross-functional relationships that you have to build Mm. in order for you to get any work across like yeah yeah you have to talk to so many people just to get like one thing live and I think that was a challenge for me at first because I came from agencies like creative agencies where like you have to like manage clients and you might like you know you work with your team but there's not none of this like having to persuade people, you know, or like get people to buy into something because normally an agency, you kind of all kind of think the same in a way, like you kind of just, you know, you come from the same kind of thought process in a way, but like in a in a brand, different departments have some people that are completely different to you who think left brain, like who are technical and analytical and their numbers first. And I come from a place where I like the fluffy stuff, like the emotions, the connections, and like having to learn how to speak people's language to get them to understand the work you do was a challenge for me at the beginning. And even just explaining things that seemed very basic to me but like wasn't in the world of somebody who is from a technical background. Like me understanding that you have to explain everything yeah. was a challenge for me. And it's probably the same with other teams with us as well. Cause there's loads of stuff that we never understood like from a very like technical data point of view that we had to learn along the way. So I think that was the biggest challenge for me. And then I think as a black woman, what was my biggest challenge? Um, I'm not gonna lie, I've had, I've had a very positive, like journey at Depop and I think as a testament to my team you know when I first started the head of brand you know Katie like she grew up she grew up in Brixton like um I remember Katie by the way you, you do remember I her know, now I even do oh okay okay yeah, <laughs> I remember that. okay oh yeah you did you did you did you did you did you did you did, you did. You did. and then like um, Jamal was who was who's also also in the team, you know, is from um, Nigeria, and then we had like Mira, you know, who's South Asian, and then we had like Michael. Like, there was a really good like mix of people in the team. Um, so I always felt comfortable at work. I always felt like I could show up as my full self at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think ugh, I'm trying to think if I had any challenge, but like I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like as a black woman, I don't. I don't I can't say that I was hindered in any way if I'm going to be honest like I I saw the challenges of my colleagues who were black women they had different challenges because they were in different teams with managers who may not necessarily you know understand some of the issues that may arise for me and me as a black woman in the in the workplace for example but like um you know and I listened to their struggles but I didn't have the same struggles as like some of the, my counterparts um you know, at Depop. So, yeah, I yeah, I actually don't have anything bad to say in terms of challenges.
0: That's good. And the thing is, even when, like, whenever I ask about challenges, it's not even necessarily bad. It might have just been a thing where, for example, with my current manager at the moment, like, a challenge is that we're from two completely different worlds. He grew up on a farm down south, north somewhere. I'm from south London. So there was initially the understanding of when I'm talking with my hands, I'm not being rude. Or, like, when I'm... Um, there's some days I'm gonna be high energy, some days I'm gonna be low energy, but it doesn't mean I'm being rude. Mm. He just has to understand that. But Yeah. I guess what you're saying is that because people were already from different cultures, there was little explaining. To
1: yeah, and also you see me, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real like people like person. Like I'm like a, I'm a student of life in it. Like I love to learn about different cultures and people. Like so for me, <clears throat> if I see that someone may like not understand me or. Or don't understand my mannerisms, or like the way that I project myself. Like I will explain to them, like this is this is a cultural thing. Like do you know what I mean? Like this is how I am. Like do you know what I mean? I'm very good at like exp- explaining things. Or like if I feel like somebody's been disrespectful or anything, I'll pull you up on it. Like I'll put a, I'll put a meeting in your diary. I don't care how soon you are, and we'll have a conversation about it. Yeah. That's how I am, because I think I've worked in enough places to kind of realize and understand that a lot of it has come down to ignorance and people not wanting to know more about people and their background and their culture and their mannerisms and the way they express themselves. And like, I don't, I have the, I have the time to be able to sit down and have a conversation with you and be like, I'm not, I don't, I don't like the way that you spoke to me in that meeting or like you undermined me in this or like, you know, I look young, younger than I am. And sometimes like, you know, that can be an issue in the workplace. I'm not, not particularly with Depop, but just in general, like I've always had that where I look young, but like I'm on, in teams of people who are like 10 years older than me mm-hmm. but we might be on the same level for example mm-hmm. um I've always had that so I'm all, I'm very good at like you know you you treat people how to treat you I mean, sorry you teach people how to treat you yeah, I it, yeah. Yeah, I believe that so like that's kind of how I move at work um and I'm very fortunate and it is a privilege I'm not gonna lie to be able to do that because I know many people who can't feel or don't feel comfortable enough to do that so yeah yeah it, it, it
0: takes boldness I think it also takes a certain level of um, I guess sureness about your capabilities to, to perform because I feel like if you're still trying to get a grasp of a role and a company and you might be a bit new you don't want to kind of shake the tables a little bit but because you're, you know you're comfortable you're good at what you do so you'd have no issues raising up any other issues, problems with that would you say that that's also a thing?
1: Yeah that is true maybe it is a confidence thing as well um I, yeah I think I've definitely grown in my confidence over time. I think like when you work with a team that like trust your opinion, and trust your expertise, Mm -hmm. you know, it does allow you to have a voice in a room where you feel confident and where you can speak up and be loud and and not feel dumb when you say something. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, part of it probably is confidence and I've never even really thought of it in that way before. So thank you for making me realize that.
0: being said then yeah what do you think so for for people listening um that are thinking about applying for a role at depot mm-hmm. what are some of the things that they should potentially know about the culture generally so you spoke about your team but mm-hmm. um what's it like to, to potentially work there from a mm-hmm. perspective again as a black professional mm-hmm. what are some of the great things they can look forward to some of the benefits yeah um, just, let's talk about that so i think i think
1: obviously and everyone might have different you know, point of view. So I'm just gonna do it from my kind of perspective. But I feel like the company culture is, is quite is quite great in the sense of like you can show up to work as you are, dressed how you wanna dress. Like I remember when I first started, I was like, can I wear um, a tracksuit to work? And they're like, yeah, wear what you want. And I was like, oh me, what? That's my dream job. Me in a trackie. I used to- okay, um, you can come as you are. It's flexible. So um, you can either work remotely fully, but like not all roles have access to that it depends on the role you have. Um, You can work flexibly, which is um, one day a week in the office, Um, or you can be in the office full time, um, which some people do do because they like to be in office environment. So you've got that kind of flexibility. Um, You know, for people that have kids, you know, you can work around like your schedule um, and work within hours that, you know, makes sense for you and your family, which I've always respected because there's mums on my team and I've seen them log off at certain times to pick up the kids and come back on later on. Um, So I've always respected that, you know, like we, at Depot, there's a lot of women in senior leadership positions. You know, the CEO is a woman right now. And I think maybe that's why it's got that kind of ethos there where like, I think women really are given the freedom to, you know, be mums first, you know, over careers. Mm -hmm. And I respect that. and in terms of benefits, like, you know, like kind of some of the basic things like healthcare, you know, they get private healthcare, stuff like that. Um, and also like there's team social, so opportunities for you to like bond with your team outside of kind of the working environment. Um, what else is there? You've got learning budgets, you know, so you can invest in yourself and better your expertise. Um, I've used mine on Stackworld membership. So I yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, you know, I've met some amazing people at the events, like I've learned from those people, like I think it's really good. So you can think outside the box as always what you use yours for. Um, um, And then in terms of like progression, I think you have to carve a lane for yourself because it's not a traditional company in the sense that, you know, when Depop was started, there wasn't a Depop before it. So the structure, hasn't always taken a traditional structure. Um, So I think, you know, when you do have a role, you kind of have to carve out what lane you see for yourself and what that kind of senior leadership kind of journey looks like for you. And then you have to kind of lay it down and say, this is what you want. And then you kind of have to work towards it. I think if you sit around and wait for it to happen, I don't, you know, it may not happen. and you can see that as a negative or a positive i suppose it just depends on what kind of mindset you have but you definitely have to be somebody who's um has initiative and um you know you you're going to put yourself forward for things you're going to go above and beyond to be solutions driven um and really create your own lane there i think people respect hard workers there people who are intelligent who are smart who put, who put good ideas forward um, and it's acknowledged, you know, like we have a culture where like, you know, people in teams are encouraged to really celebrate people that are doing good work. Um, so, yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of what I would say about it. I think as a the diff, as a, in particular with like being black and working at Depop, I think I think don't go into it thinking that. It's gonna be an alien experience for you. I think you should go into it with an open mind and find your allies. I think in any role it's important to find your allies no matter where you are, what company you're at. Um, you know, we've got like safe space groups as well. So like we've got black on depop, I mean black at Depop. sorry, we come together for lunches and you know, like it's always awkward at first when the yeah. when the group first start doing it, but people start to <laughs> warm up to each other and yeah. you know, and it and you can create some good like conversations from it. I think it's, Do you know what it is like? Because we're all from different parts of the business. We might have never met each other before, yeah. you know. Because so many people work remotely. We work We all sit in different parts of the office. Like, so I think it's like kind of like, oh, I don't know, like if this person is going to be receptive. You know, it's that kind of like it's typical. You gotta be a yeah, exactly. You know, you know. That's, you know. that's how been, Exactly. Like, be a bear, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. So yeah. It takes a while for everybody to like to kind of just warm to each other. But once we do warm, it's cute to see everybody vibe and to just talk about the things that they do. So yeah, that's cute. So I just think, yeah, like, and then, you know, if you do get the role, you know, and and something does happen and you feel some kind of way, speak up, you know, like, and if you don't know how to speak up, then you, you know, you come to somebody who's been there a bit longer, who's a bit more seasoned, who knows how to deal with things, who knows who to go to, and you have that that safe space conversation, so you know how to approach it. Um, But I think I've always felt safe um with my like emotions or you know the way that i'm feeling uh, my opinion um so like i would want to create that same environment for any other black employees that would come through at depop um so yeah i can
0: actually contest to that as well because i Thinking back to my very short experience there, <laughs> um, there was a time where I had to have a conversation with someone that was senior in the business. Mm. And um, and I was very new as well, and I did. Mm. And I was initially a bit apprehensive because I was like, I'm new, I, can't, I don't know if I should be having this conversation, but I am who I am. And it was completely fine, mm. actually. Like the, the person was receptive, they were extra nice afterwards. Um, they made an the effort to make, make sure I was comfortable. So actually those listening and watching, mm. You're not lying. Like, it's actually something that, I'm, uh, that I've am seen in, in Testament. In, with that being said then, going back to your hiring process, I don't know if you remember, because it was during lockdown, mm-hmm. so it was different to what it is right, mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. What was that process like for you? How would you explain? Yeah. I'm not going to lie, it was long. Okay.
1: I expressed that it was long. I did a lot of interviews. Really? How many? More than four. Ah. Yeah, it was a lot. A lot. It was intense. Um, it was kind of like, they basically made me interview with all the people that I'd be working closely with.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it makes sense now, but at the time I was like, this is long. Um, and basically, so the, the process was I applied for the role. Mm. Um, Just online, on Yeah, online, yeah, I think I, saw, I saw it on LinkedIn. And it's so funny because so many people sent me the role. Mm-hmm. Because when I was at um, agencies, I said the only two brands I'd ever worked for is Depop and Spotify because I've been on Depop since maybe like 013, 014 because I used to work in Nike in retail, but in the outlets. So I've been on it for a while, but I just, the ethos of it, I just love the vibe of it because like I came up, you know, like going to car boot sales when I was younger, but being mad embarrassed about it. Yeah, I used to be embarrassed about it. And I never used to tell nobody that I used to go. Like... You know, and you know that's what I've come to realize. But you know, but um,
0: market. D- 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 you know what I
1: mean? Exactly. Um. So then, like, there was a there was something about Depop that I just felt homely, like familiar. Um. And it was cool. There's good inventory on there, whatever. Um. So I always knew about it. And I just thought, like, what they're trying to do, like, especially because I came from a fashion background. Like, I studied fashion, went to fashion college. Um, but ended up kind of in marketing. I was like, this is a sweet spot for me because it's like if it's fashion, but it's secondhand. Plus, it's tech. Like, yeah. what? This is a mad combination. Um, and then Spotify is kind of the same thing, but the music kind of end in terms of like tech music. Um, and then everyone kept sending me the job role from LinkedIn. I was like, wow. So I was like, let me apply for it. Apply for it. Got an interview. And then I had a mentor at the time, actually, who really helped me with my interview process, like making my day, de- I had to make a whole presentation.
0: To so your mentor or for the interview?
1: For the interview. But, but so basically my mentor gave me advice on like, you know, how to create my presentation to make sure that like it adhered to the brief that they gave me, because they sent me a brief and everything, you know. So made this presentation, it was sick, like it looked really good, whatever. Had a um, interview, I can't remember who the first one was even with, and then I had a second one, then I had a third one. And then I had a fourth one. I even spoke to the chief brand officer in my interview. I
0: scream and say it's a long process. However, mm. I think that the more thing you get and the more people you work with, it's important to have this
1: conversation for you as well. Yeah, that, I think that's a good thing because I always ask questions. Yeah. So best believe I was asking them, like, what's it like being a woman working there? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't think there was any black women in my interview process. So I couldn't have asked the question of like, what's it like being okay. a black woman? But um, actually... I think I actually was interviewed by Becca. I think I did answer that question actually. I think I did. I think I do remember asking her asking her that. But um but yeah, I think it is important. But I wasn't my role wasn't senior at the time because I've had a promotion since I started. So for me I was just thinking maybe this job role is more important than I thought it was. If I'm going to, you know, if I've got all these, you know, all these, um, yeah. So I said, when I had my, when I, when I, they asked me for what I wanted, I was like, I'm going to up that a couple, yeah. you know what I mean? If I'm going to have all these interviews, but, um, but yeah, you know, it was long, but I could see why they wanted to make sure that I was the right person for the job.
0: Yeah, and then also you also you also want to know that they're right for you because I remember when I interviewed them, I think I asked to meet the team, and they were like, okay, I'm mm. like, yeah, can I meet who I'm going to be working with because you're working with people like day yeah. to day, see if the the energy's there, if you know it's if, if it's a right match for you as well. Yeah. Like, I always think it's important for as about professional question, like get to know who you're working with because that's super important. But back to the actual hiring process itself. Are there any particular like questions or any tips that you would give for like preparing for the?
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think what's really important is um, having some sort of interest in like whether it be fashion or kind of youth culture, um, or even like around kind of sustainability. I think it's really important that you understand our distinction as a company, um, or Depop's distinction as a company. Um, and their positioning in the marketplace and having some sort of understanding of that. um, I think understanding or portraying that you understand that there's different departments that think very differently and like how you would approach, you know, building rapport with those teams, I think is definitely a good thing to have in your arsenal um, because it's going to be a big part of your role. You're going to talk to people that, you know, maybe in engineering or like trust and safety or product marketing or product product design. Like, you know, you'll be talking to people from different teams. So being able to demonstrate ways in which you've had like cross-functional collaborations before or that you've got um, stakeholder buying. I think that's really important. I think, you know, you're going to have to be flexible uh, and be able to adapt, you know, because, the business changes so quickly. Um, you can have a strategy that was meant to last two years that changes halfway through or six months in. And you have to be able to really pick yourself up and be motivated and not be disheartened if plans change or something gets pulled because it will happen. Um, and what else would I say? I think having an, a forward thinking mindset as well, cause it is tech. So it's about innovation. It's about like, what can we be doing that other people aren't doing as of yet? I think is also like a really good angle to come in at as well. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably the main things like you know cross being being highly cross functional and how you would approach that, your interest in the brand, um, and also like you know where you see it going, you know, you know, or what you see yourself doing there to take it forward. I think is really important.
0: So basically, being forward thinking in any possible way. Out of interest, so talk about your experience just before Depop as well. Yeah. What. What do you think you had to help qualify you for this position? Yeah. So um so I started out
1: in um creative agencies, but before that I worked at Gwat magazine as the arts and culture editor. Oh, so
0: so like so did you do it like part-time or voluntary?
1: Yeah, yeah. A voluntary. Yeah. When how, yeah. How
0: did that
1: come about? Do you know what's so mad? I don't even remember. I can't even remember. I think Shani must have put out a post that they were looking for an arts and culture editor for Got magazine. I saw that I saw what they were doing. I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." I went went down for the interview, and then I kind of got it. And then, yeah, I just vo- I did it as, like alongside my uni work, and also I was working at Nike at the time, and it was just like. I enjoyed it like it was fun to me like right, I loved writing at the time was doing a lot of writing I got to do amazing things like I got to interview like Chadwick Bosman for like Black Panther like that was a great I didn't even want to do it like <laughs> I thank Ibrahim for forcing me to do that but like it was a great experience but um so yeah I just that was like my first experience being in like the creative scene and watching Ibrahim and Jideh like run guap and like force themselves into rooms made me realise that like it was possible that you can be in this really? industry yeah 100% but how, how did you see them do that though because they've done amazing
0: They've really
1: progressed. They had vision.
0: Yeah.
1: They just had a vision and like Mm. they all, they just, and they they had a plan. Like they just, they really knew what they wanted for themselves and nothing was going to come in the way of that. And they really understood how to like really leverage their understanding of the culture because you got to remember like from like 20, when did I start working at MNC? Like from like 2018, there was a real shift in brand work. So, black culture, like all, black culture, has always been prominent. But there was a, particularly in the UK, and I think it's because of the rise of the music and the dominance of our music. There was a real shift from the, the money that brands were putting into like black talent, and I think that's what Guap understood um, and was able to capitalize on that, amongst other things as well. Because they they've always been about up and coming creatives as well, and they just they're just savvy businessmen yeah. on a very foundational level. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. So that, yeah, so that kind of that exposed me to the industry and I was like, yeah, cool, I can do this sort of thing. Um, when I graduated university and started working at M C Saatchi Sports and Entertainment, which is like a huge global creative agency. Like I remember getting off the train on Oxford Street and thinking, rah, I made
0: it. <laughs> When you have your first job and you're wearing a blazer and I, I heal,
1: did, did you ever... No, it was... Because it's creative agency. You just cash, isn't it? So, like, it's like my dream job. Because I, I, I'm a tomboy, it? Growing up, I was always a tomboy. So, like, me having a job in the city but wearing trainers and jeans and a team, it was perfect. So, like... And then... Things didn't work out for me there. I just didn't really like the company culture. Um, so I left and went to a much smaller agency called Urban Nerds. They just seemed like they're for the culture, for the use. I went there and that's where I kind of really developed my skills as like an account manager, you know, managing clients, stakeholder management, like talking the language of a marketeer sort yeah. of thing. That's where I kind of really, word, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that weird. sort of stuff, you know? Cause like I went from like people like checking my emails, you know, at MSE to like running accounts, like, at Urban Nerd, so like it was a big shift for me and I learned so much because they gave me the freedom to be able to do that and I became really independent and I honestly grew so much in the time that I was there. And I respect the team that was there highly. Like I still speak to to most of them to this very day. Um, So yeah, I was there. That's where I kind of like did some really cool work with brands like Havana Club Ram. Um we did some stuff with Aless, uh
0: what did you do with them
1: with, with Havana Club yeah. so we can't we did some work with them around like repositioning them as the rum of the streets so like oh. all the work that you see now is off the back of that foundational work we did like years ago with like seeding um events and music videos and um cultural programs funding um young creative to do stuff like. All of that stuff was kind of like the seed work that now allows them to be out in culture and for people to go to the club and ask for Havana Club Rum and actually have like resonance and um, kind of relevancy within the kind of urban kind of market. So I'm really proud of the work we did with with them actually. Um, That was a fun account to work on, obviously, because it was alcohol, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, And then um, I got made redundant in the pandemic. And so I was freelancing for a bit. Um, I'm I
0: always get concerned when someone tells me that they're a freelancer. I
1: think, oh. I, was in, I enjoyed it, but I was at home. I was living at home. So, like, I didn't have extreme financial pressures. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's different when you're, like, on your own and, like, you're you're paying rent and all these other things. Like, I was supporting in the household, but, like, I wasn't having to, like, run the household, if you know what I mean. So, like, I didn't have that pressure. And also, like, before I got made redundant, I got furloughed. So when I was getting furloughed I went and worked somewhere else as well so I was basically just stacking bread like over lockdown like some people were winning in lockdown I'm not gonna lie I took advantage of lockdown I'm not gonna lie (laughs) do you know what I mean so um I had a bit of something to fall back on if that made sense um so yeah I did a bit of freelancing and then ended up at, at Depop so I think the agency background what that taught me was obviously multitasking dealing with clients talking their language understanding you know, how to speak to people to get what you want in a company in terms of budget or landing a point of view or landing a message or a strategy. Um, you know, being just like organized and understanding how important deadlines are and like managing relationships with people and even just like rapport in the workplace. like. I think I always say, cause I do a lot of mentoring and I always say to the, the marketing students, like go and work at an agency first because you learn so much things so quickly. Cause you're like, there's like five different clients. There's five different personalities you've got to adhere to, five different missions and KPIs and objectives that you need to understand how you're gonna reach. And you learn so much about yourself in the process. Whereas a brand like, it's one brand, you know, you yeah. know who your stakeholders are, you know what you're, you're going to work on for the year, like, it's yeah. not going to change yeah. that often,
0: like, so you don't really develop the skills that quickly. It's yeah. very slow. Okay. Do you know what? As I was saying that, and I compare working, because I directly came from the ad agency. Okay. Before I came to nice. And the difference in hiring volume was mad. Mm. Like, what was chill the hiring okay Kill with i remember like one time i'll have 40 plus roles working on just me one wow at, at engine it was crazy that's like, nuts. i had to pitch for like a talent assistant and that's that's when i learned that agency yeah. i was like i need help yeah and i need to learn how to pitch for this help yeah are like going mad <laughs> and, and it worked though because i managed yeah. to get someone in and shout her out as well by the way is come she's from she came, just came from jamaica nice and she had no experience in anything yeah she didn't know what she was doing
1: yeah but, you put her on yeah. in-
0: but I test to that. Like, yeah, yeah. Agency side is different. It's different. <laughs> like,
1: you be going home at two in the... Like, I used to go home at two in the morning. I saw like, that. getting cabs from, like... I'm like... I saw pizza at eight o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all of that. Exactly, exactly. And, like, although it takes over your life, like, they, they were some of my best years because it was constantly... There's nothing better than, like working on a project and seeing it live outside in the world and people are enjoying it. Like, that's the best part about marketing for me is that when you see it out in the world and people are taking it in and they're enjoying it and they're critiquing it and like, like, who did this? Or, you know, stuff like that. Like, that's what I love about it. So that's why the agency life is great. But also like, when you want life work balance, like brands are, I think for me, better because it's just a little bit slower pace. You know what the year is looking like. Things don't pop up out of the blue all the time. You know what I mean? It's very minimum. So... It just depends on what kind of stage you are in your career, I think.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I guess with, with that being said then, I think most people listening want to get like an idea as to how they should approach if they want to get a job at Depop. In regards to, I guess, building relationships, you mentioned that a couple of times. What are some of the nuggets for mm. building relationships, particularly at being at Depop if they want to come in? Mm-hmm. How can they build those senior stakeholder relationships and trust? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think um, the first thing that you will be tempted to do is to not go in the office. And I think don't do that go in I think you know I started in lockdown and um, where you was not allowed to go in the office so like I think that delayed you know the relationships that I was able to build because I was only able to talk to people via like zoom and I think when we started to go into the office it changed a lot for me like I built relationships with people that I didn't even think I would you would have that rapport with, so I think going to the office, you know, when you, especially when you first start, just so you can make those connections, because there's nothing like it's a little bit of gossip or just chatting. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't really gossip, but just chatting, yeah. you know, next to the with the person next to you, for example, because you end up talking about things you wouldn't necessarily talk about on Slack or like on a Zoom call. Yeah. Um, I'd also say like, you know, at the beginning of calls, we used to do this thing where we just have like a quick catch up what's happening in life how are you like you know you know what you reading right now or like don't just be go straight into the work all the time like work is important but sometimes it's just good to just ease into the conversation you know and just get to know the people that you're working with a lot but for me like one of the the main ways I say I I build rapport is I ask people questions in the office about their lives about who they are about their culture like the other day I was sitting next to the lovely Miriam, she's a um, copywriter, um, she was Algerian. And we were talking about Algeria, Morocco and the history of that. And then there was another South Asian girl who was sitting opposite us. She heard us talking and we ended up talking about Pakistan and India. And yeah, so in that session alone, I got a world history lesson just yeah. by talking to two of my work colleagues. Yeah. So for me, I'm so intrigued by like people's backgrounds and where they're from. Because I feel like in order for you to trust people's opinions at work and for you to even just trust their work or the, why they approach things in the way they do, you have to understand their background and where they come from. And like, some people think it's invasive or like some people are like, oh, it's just work. But I'm like, nah, like you spend most of your day at work, most of your life at work, to be honest, let's be real. So like the people that you work with, who you're like managing these huge budget with and like, essentially like, you know, sh- when you work in marketing, you're shifting narratives, you're changing perceptions. Yeah. So when you're working with people to do that kind of work, you need to understand why they think the way they think yeah. and, why their, and why their opinions are what they are. So for me, that's the kind of way that I do it. So I, I'm always just I coming from a very basic human level of just understanding people as, yeah. as humans. So that's kind of my approach.
0: That's the easy way, though. I feel like people are so complicated, and mm-hmm. like that's actually a good answer, because ultimately... I may even disagree with what you're what you're telling me to do. We're mm. working together. However, if I know you trust you, I'm not gonna take anything personal if you criticize my work. Exactly. Yeah. She's cool. She's she's not trying to be bad mind. Exactly. Or she's actually trying to help me. So yeah, that makes a massive difference. I guess in regards to there's just like one last question in regards to carving out your own role and your own path. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that um, you mentioned that you've kind of done. Mm -hmm. I've done it previously before. But again, there's some black professionals in particular that don't have the confidence Mm -hmm. or don't know how to best go about doing that. How would you say they can best go about carving out their own role specifically? Do you know what?
1: I think what's really important is getting a mentor. Like someone who has done what you're trying to do and really talking to them about the path that you want to go on. Um, and getting them to help you carve that out because you're not going to have all the answers. You're not going to know what comes next because you haven't done it before. So I think for me, the mentors that I had in my life and the the women who guided me is why I had somewhat of a vision of where I wanted to be. So I think it's important to learn from people who have done the things that you want to do, who have made the mistakes, you know, um so that they can stop you from making those mistakes. Mm. Um, and even, you know, with conversations with like salary, you know, or like the way that you like to work, like people find it so uncomfortable having conversations about money. And I'm just like, the worst they can say is no. That's the worst they can say. It's
0: so uncomfortable. Do, do you know what's crazy? Last week when I was um at the Black Girls Finance Summit, I asked, the, was that maybe like 100 black girls there? I asked show hands who negotiate their salary. About two or three girls put their hands up.
1: Like they don't negotiate their salary. It's crazy. It's crazy. We we gotta change that. We have to change that. Because, you know, if you understand your value mm. and what you're contributing to a business, you need to be able to leverage that. And like, I'm not gonna lie, I always ask for more than what I actually want <laughs>
0: because yes, but that's but that's the Yeah. Exactly. And then you know, you
1: work it down. Yes. And then if you don't get what you want, you then now you have the power to decide whether you're gonna stay there or not. But people always feel like they're on like the back foot or like they or like, you know, they're the one that's gonna miss out when in fact it's like, nah, they need you. Like they actually need you. So like my my advice would be to make yourself, you know, like, um, what's the word? Like when when somebody can't replace you, like irreplaceable. You know, like if you was to leave, you're leaving a hole in that company. Like you have to be that person so that you can leverage. Oh
0: my
1: god, I can't that person. Go on. Yeah, you have to, you have top, you have, a, you have up, you have a target up, you have up. I mean, I mean. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? The hole, gotta to, got to roll them back in again. And now yeah, the coins yeah. probably different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, that's like I think that's important. You have to make a hole wherever you go. Like, yeah. so that, you know, when you, you know, when you do get offers from other companies they might want an account not offer you know what i mean so like that's how you can increase your you know your salary without you know getting a promotion or yeah whatever so i think yeah i think it's important to like i think get a mentor i think everyone should have a mentor so they like they can help you guide yourself through that kind of journey how
0: did you go about getting a mentor
1: so i actually um took part in this scheme called creative mentor network it was in partnership with soho house and they basically give you you get Soho house membership for free yeah i had it for like three years yeah yeah Yeah. for like three years and then they gave you a mentor um yeah yeah Yeah. my friend when i was at mnc my good friend navi who's now actually at height beat at height bay she's doing really well she was doing it and she told me about it so then i applied for it and then and they see this is the power of knowledge share do you know what i mean as well because she's south asian south asian doing her thing I, i love it um and then, and then my mentor ended up being lit. Like she's like the CEO of like, ah, oh, I should know this, of like a, a marketing <laughs> agency. She wasn't at the time, but now yeah. she is. Um, And she just had so much knowledge. Like she had so much knowledge. She had the vision, she gave me clarity. Like she was able to just get rid of all the noise. Cause I'm like one of those people that I'm like, I want to do this, I want to do that. I want to do this, I want to do that. And she's like, no, like, you know, she helped to keep me focused. So yeah, that's how I got a mentor. I did that. And then, I've had like unofficial mentors as well. And also like I'm really big on like sitting down roots in Jamaica. And like at um, a Stackworld event, I actually met met a lady Who like set up her whole life like back in like Antigua, Um, and so I was like, oh wow, like she can maybe help me in this next phase of my life for setting up shop in Jamaica. So now I've got another mentor who's done what I want to do in Jamaica. So yeah, I seek people. You got to seek people out in life, and you got don't be afraid to ask people because nine times out of ten they're actually honoured that you've asked them. You know, it's it's a little ego boost. Do you know what I mean?
0: So. Like, and, and and I think it's all about the approach as well because even this week there's a lady that I've watched for some time as a head of diversity and I thought let me just ask her, she'll help me and she was like yeah love I'm that like, fantastic love yeah. that like so most of the time yeah if you do ask yeah kindly respectfully yeah because I do have some people that will be there sometimes they ask me with entitlement okay
1: okay have yeah you yeah like, oh, yeah I yeah I have I have, I have sometimes yeah sometimes the approach is a bit off <laughs> <laughs> sorry. And it's like just, yeah. just take note of that yeah you or yeah yeah back first 3%. Yeah, no, for <laughs> real, for real, for real. Another thing I would say as well is take advantage of the people in your workplace that you respect and admire because when I was uh, when I first started DPop, our head of D&I was a lady um called Chinny. She's now actually director of diversity at BBC. Like she went like she and she was she was like director of um, D&I L'Oreal before that. Okay. Like her career trajectory was just Insane, yeah. She's lit. She's lit. And um, I used to have some crazy, like, really in depth conversations with her when I when she when I was at, when she was at Depop. Like, you know, I learned so much from her. Like, she was the one that taught me how important it is to have an opinion. You know, like, yeah. and to like, you don't have to be stubborn with it, but you should have an opinion. Yeah. Like, so that's so that's why like I'm not afraid to like have an opinion in in most conversations at work now. Like, and and also like sometimes I sit silent.
0: So it's, it's not every day. You have to be challenger. Yeah. You have something. No, it's true. If you yeah. have something to say, then say it. But yeah. it's not every day. And I've learned that as well because sometimes I'm very quiet, but people think something's wrong with me. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, no, nothing's wrong. I just haven't
1: got anything to say. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. I ain't got nothing to contribute. It's so true. It's so true. Like, and sometimes people can feel guilty that if a whole meeting's gone past and you haven't said anything. But I'm just
0: like, no, you lot's got this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you spoke about... Don't need me right now. That's no, for not, real. Not I'm not needed, but my contributions, I'm sure, height- are heightened elsewhere. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so not to worry. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, definitely take advantage of the knowledge around you.
0: So with that being said, then, as you wrap up, is there anyone at Depop that you want to shout out that's been, like, really instrumental like, to your career journey so far? Because I like bigging people up and shouting people out. So.
1: Yeah, OK. Well, obviously, Katie's not there anymore, but Katie hired me. Um, so I always got to show respect to Katie because she saw something in me. She got it. She understood what I was on. Like, you know, she liked the rawness of me and she really nurtured, you know, my talent. Like, she was the first person to tell me, oh, she was like, you're a strategist. You feel like a strategist. And I used to be like, am a strategist, you know. Um, But she really made me realise, like, that I, I get it, you know. Um, so big up Katie, always. Um, Jamoke, um, you know, it, you know, it's so empower- its so empowering to have like a black manager. Um, you know, people underestimate it, but it's the simple things. You know, like understanding, like how to read the room when something offs happened in a meeting, and she can just tell straight away that like that's upset me, or like that, that I'm gonna have an opinion about something, or even her just understanding how to manage a strong, independent black female. That in itself, that's a struggle. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna lie, I'm not easy to manage because, like I said, I have an opinion on stuff and I and I challenge things. Um, so I respect her patience with me um, and her understanding with me. Um, Chinny, who was there before, used to be the head of DNI. Taught me a lot, you know, about how to approach DNI work and about how to hold people accountable within their work. Um, and then, yeah, I think they're the main ones, I would say. I don't feel like, I don't know if I'm missing anybody out. I hope I'm not missing anybody out. But, I, you know, I've got respect for the people that I work with. I'm not going to lie. Because they they show me respect. And, um, you know, I have a good time when I go into the office. I laugh. Like, if I'm in the office, like, you know, I'm laughing. That's good as well. When I go to the office, probably my most unproductive days, I'm not going to lie. So, you know. <laughs> You know, Literally, because I'm just there. Like Even today, we was talking about a big pharma and like, you know, um, like the pharmaceutical industry. And like, yeah, like, because we was talking about, I was watching a documentary though. I don't want to go off tangent, but I was watching the documentary about how the pharmaceutical companies are investing more into drugs to, that um, help people that have chronic illnesses. Because if you have a chronic illness, you live with it for your whole life. So they make more money off of um, medication that people have to take for their whole life. So we're talking about that, and it ended up being a whole discussion. So like, I'm one of those people, like I'm like, I'm yeah. I have deep conversations, and you know that's the kind of person I am. But um, but yeah, you know. So I think I just want, yeah, I just want to say like, you know, if if you are interested in working at Depop, like go for it, you know. And once you, if you do get the role, or even if or in, if you're in the process of applying, reach out to me. You know, I don't mind giving people pointers, um, or or just like having a quick conversation about the role. If I have knowledge in that area, cause I don't have knowledge in all areas of the business. Um, you know, and then if you do get the role, like just, you know, reach out, find your allies, like, and really, I know it's, it's easier said than done, but like try and have a voice um, and make sure that, you know, people respect that voice. Um, and then the quicker you find your voice, the more you get confident with it. Um, and yeah, I think that would probably be my advice.
0: Thank you for sharing that thank you for no worries coming in and sharing your expertise and just keeping it 100% with us we appreciate it thanks for having me um, and I hope you've all kind of gained something from listening and you've got some pointers and tips and everything I'm gonna do you mind me adding any your LinkedIn or no
1: yeah you can add LinkedIn yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not yeah. so
0: I'm gonna add Kalisha's LinkedIn so that you can connect with her if she can help you she um she will and I just also want to shout out Kendall.
1: Like, yes pick up kendall
0: yeah i want to shout out kendall because when i was at depot um, i actually managed um kendall and she was one of the easiest persons in the world to manage because of non-problematic like she just <laughs> got on with the work ideas we explored them we did it we executed it and she's made an effort to ensure that we work with that great connect with, like at Deepop as well, so I just want to shout out Kim so I've got all the love and respect for her. Um, and if you haven't already, check out the live roles on Black Crate Connect job boards. There's loads of roles that Deep are hiring at the moment. So if you want to get in and like the standards for you, then please make sure you come the the job that's right for you, okay? Not a team but a fight for you, mm-hmm. um, and all the best of luck, whatever episode and just share it subscribe like leave us with feedback and i'll see you all on the next black break connect welcome episode bye